Hey guys, this is your host Ruman and you have tuned into Life Happens for Real podcast where our primary focus is to search for stories from around the world to help people who are grappling with a similar situation. Today we are talking about this very serious health condition PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. Out of every five women, one is suffering. We can actually, so we can actually estimate how serious the condition really is. But no need to worry. That's what we are here for, to talk about it, to help the sufferers, to end the stigma, and moreover, to create awareness at large. For those who don't know, PCOS is not a disease, but a syndrome, a hormonal disorder, which causes enlarged ovaries with small cysts on the outer edges. The cause isn't well understood as of now, but may involve a combination of genetic and environmental factors. And I'm sure this episode is going to help everyone who's suffering because we are going to discuss almost everything regarding PCOS and the concrete steps that we can take to defeat it. So stay tuned. Today on the show, I have with me Darlene Dews. She's an actress in the New York City. She has played uh, Joyce in the Netflix series Orange is the New Black. And I'm so excited to talk to you, talk to her. Besides being an actress, she's a PCOS wellness coach. She was diagnosed with PCOS back in 2016. And she says that she felt like her world was crumbling and was given a life sentence of obesity. After hitting her all-time low, she decided to take back control over her life. She evicted 85 pounds and became a wellness coach. And now she helps other women rediscover themselves through diet and exercise. I just can't wait to talk to her. Without any, so without any further ado, let's welcome her to the show. So welcome to the show, darling. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. How are you? I'm very well. So yeah, can we take a dive into your story? Are you ready? Yes. Okay, that's cool. So yeah, I have a number of questions lined up for you, like regarding PCOS in general and obviously your journey. So yeah. Okay. The first question, what I would ask you is, what was the first change that you noticed that made you feel that something was really wrong with your system? Well, I started breaking out in skin rashes, more so like hives. Every time I would eat something, my skin would welt up and it would itch really bad. It would be very red and it would hold that welt for about three hours. Uh And then also at that time, like I do every year, I join a gym (laughs) and I was going very regularly, like five days a week and killing myself on the elliptical because we all know that burns the most calories. And I'd be very proud of myself, you know, burning 700 calories on the elliptical and taking selfies and posting it. But by the end of the week, I would gain four pounds. And this went on for a couple of months. Every week I was gaining weight instead of losing it. And I was still having these skin outbreaks. Um, And I just was like, what's happening (laughs) with me? What is happening? So, yeah. So yeah, if we generally talk about PCOS, so what are com- most common symptoms of PCOS and which ones did you personally experience? Well, the most common symptom I think is the weight gain and the acne. Mm-hmm. Um, I experienced the weight gain. I gained 85 pounds with a very short minimum time. And I don't, like, I just don't understand like what happened 
you know, in my body where it just switched to all this weight coming on very fast. And I was breaking out um, in cystic pimples on my face and I was breaking out every single day, which was really weird, you know, to have a pimple every day, sometimes multiple pimples and cystic acne is not regular, regular acne. It's, you know, it's like a mound, a dome. You can, you visually can see the rays in the skin. It, it was just really bad. My face looked like a pizza. It, it was, it was really bad. I did not like to look at myself in the mirror. I was very um, unpleasantly uh, dissatisfied with my appearance, you know, the weight gain. And then also the face was just breaking out everywhere. Yeah. It might be terribly frustrating. Yeah. Uh, what were your, like your symptoms were weight loss, sorry, weight gain? So uh, I know other women, some women experience excess growth of hair. Uh So you may go out and you might see a woman with a full mustache or a full beard. Nine times out of 10, she probably has polycystic ovarian syndrome. Her hormones are all over the place. And that is why she, you know, is she's having these hormones that produce facial hair, Uh you know, that you would normally see on a gentleman, but you're seeing it on a a female. Um, There's also thinning hair. Sometimes women are going, you know, prematurely bald. Uh, Their hormones are, they're not producing enough of a certain hormone. So now their hair is thinning as well. Have issues uh, ovulating. They don't know when they're ovulating because they're not having a period or their periods come sporadically, or they have heavy flows. Uh Some have very light flows. So you do have to conceive. And then you also have, like I said, the weight gain, the, the, the thinning hair, the overgrowth of hair, the cystic acne, the mood swings, feeling depressed, uh, feeling tired and just kind of feeling. Yeah. So so these are the common symptoms. I get it. And if we talk about the diagnosis, generally, does it get diagnosed easily? Or, you know, it is hard to get diagnosed? Or does it get underdiagnosed sometimes? I don't believe that it's underdiagnosed. I think the problem is people just don't talk about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and I, I think now it's more prevalent. But years ago, you know, decades ago, women had PCOS. There just wasn't a name for it. Because when I got diagnosed and I told my mother my symptoms, my mother was like, you know what? That's what I have. <laughs> That's exactly what I have. And, you know, back when I was going to the doctor, you know, because she thought she couldn't have children anymore after me. And they just told her that she just wasn't able to have kids anymore. And it was because she was suffering from PCOS, but they didn't have a name for it back then. They didn't know what to call it. So they would just say, well, you know, these are your symptoms and it's just something you have to deal with. Now there's, you know, you go for your gynecology exam, you know, uh, and then, you know, if something comes back abnormal, they'll do further work. They'll take, you know, they'll do a sonogram of your belly where they can see the cyst. Um, and it's, it's much more easier now. You know, I think also when you go to your, your doctor, you need to be bluntly honest about what is going on with your health. If there's something that is going on that is different from what is normal for you, you should say something because then they know 
what to look for. You know, don't be embarrassed because you want to take care of yourself. And if you're not completely honest with your caregiver, sometimes they don't ask the right questions to get you to say things. So I just go in there and just put it all out there. <laughs> just bluntly pull it all out there because I want to be in the best health that I could possibly be as for as long as I could possibly be, you know, can. And I advise women to be the same. So yeah, back then there was lack of awareness completely. Yes. Mm-hmm. There wasn't even a name for polycystic yeah. ovarian syndrome. Yeah. yeah. So I would like to ask you, how did your doctor really approach treatment? I mean, initially did the doctor put you in pills or how, and how much did those help? So there is a pill that a lot of women take and it's called metformin. Uh-huh. And that is a pill that's usually prescribed to somebody with diabetes. So, you know, I did research on it and I, I listened to a, a few women who, who were on that pill and a lot of them didn't like it. You know, some people said it made me very nauseous. It gave me the runs. I felt sick to my stomach, you know, and some women are prescribed very heavy doses. I honestly, one thing that really worked in my favor is I went in for my doctor and I told her, well, should I try this? Because at this point, I was 250 pounds at five foot four. I was the heaviest I had ever been. Mm -hmm. And I was so uncomfortable in my skin with this weight. And like, I, I was killing myself at the gym, but gaining weight every freaking, you know, week (laughs) I get on a scale and I was four pounds heavier every week. And I'm like, what? is going on. And I honestly was like, I don't want to see the scale go past 250. Now don't get me wrong. The number on the scale doesn't define you, but it does let you know what is happening to your body. And I know being 250 at five foot four and how I felt was very uncomfortable and unhealthy for me. So I asked her about metformin and she told me, why don't we try losing weight the natural way first? And that to me spoke volumes because most doctors do not do that. They will quickly prescribe you whatever you're requesting as far as something like this uh, pertaining to weight. You know, most people don't say try to lose it naturally, you know, and I was really grateful for her to do that. And, And now I look at things more in a holistic matter when there's anything that needs to be fixed with your body that's out of whack I always look at, okay, what did God give us here as far as fruit, vegetables, herbs, and plants go? Because I believe we do have everything we need here. We just need to educate ourselves on how to utilize these things. Not to say anything against medication because some people need medication for whatever reason, but I think we need to look at what we really have here and what it's supposed to be used for and try that route first. And then if that is just a no-go for you, then by all means, you know, do something else. But I cannot be ever more grateful that I didn't have to take, you know, pills or prescriptions of any sorts to get my health back on track. Great, that's great. So yeah, you use the natural ways. And when you say natural ways, were these diet and exercise? Yes, nutrition and exercise. So, you know, for PCOS people, we're supposed to stay away from sugar and, uh, you know, white carbohydrates like white breads, white potatoes, um, stay away from uh, alcohol and sweets, you know, cakes, pies, cookies, candy bars, whatever. So yeah. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. yeah, so we're supposed to stay away from, you know, processed foods. And I mean, honestly, I'm a wellness coach, but I'm going to be really real. I understand what I 
ate like before I lost 85 pounds and I understand what I eat now. I don't tell myself, no, I don't, you know, I don't cut out certain food groups or anything like that. I still will have, if I want the pecan pie, I'm going to have it. If I want to have a cocktail, a happy hour, I'm going to have it. But it's like these things we need to have in moderation. Um, we also need to realize when we're eating certain foods or eating certain foods, what eating or drinking certain foods, what they're going to do to you per se, mm -hmm. you know, a piece of cake may affect you differently than it affects me. Mm -hmm. You probably can, you know, you might eat chicken and be fine. And I might eat chicken and then not digest so well, you know, so it just depends. Everyone is different in certain ways of how they digest food and how they consume it. And there's also like, for me personally, I was an emotional eater. So I would use food and alcohol when I was depressed, when I was happy, <laughs> when I was celebrating, when I was sad. And it was like, that's not really what food is for. <laughs> food is for nourishment. But I'm not saying, you know, you go to a birthday party and you can have cake, of course. But I think we need to use food for more than just to satisfy what we're feeling. You know what I mean? And that's where where it becomes, it can become toxic because you're trying to, you're trying to numb a feeling with an alcohol beverage or a drink. And when that alcohol beverage and that drink is done, that feeling is still there. It didn't work. So you mean but when you're eating for your health, see, you know, what works with his or her, uh, what works with her body, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, can you mention the foods which one should completely avoid? The one who is going through PCOS? Honestly, I, I, like I said, I don't believe in cutting out food groups. I will say like, if you know, like for instance, dairy, I, I love my cheese. I do. <laughs> but I notice when I don't eat a lot of cheese or yogurt or cottage cheese, my skin is better. Sometimes my, um, my bowels are better. Uh, you know, so they say to avoid dairy. They say to avoid, you know, uh, re refined foods, processed foods, you know, chips, uh, cakes, mm -hmm. things that are in a box, things that are not fresh, you know, that don't expire for long periods of times. You usually want to avoid those, even if you didn't have PCOS, because there's chemicals in these foods mm -hmm. that can, you know, <laughs> affect you and affect your hormones. So basically it's just to eat fresh, you know, eat live foods. Um, not, like I said, not saying you can't have these things, everything in moderation, but you maybe want to keep a food journal to see how your body feels when you do eat maybe white bread or a certain type of cereal, mm -hmm. or you had, you know, your mother's lemon cake or whatever, how you felt when you ate it, how you felt the next day, how did it affect your body? Sometimes you need to keep a food journal to see, like, does this dairy affect me or does it not? Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, what, what may affect me may not affect you. So yeah. The, uh, also, you can mention the foods which help with PCOS, which really help. You know, at, <laughs> I, can, I can list everything. Mm -hmm. I really can. I mean, like I said, I don't think you should eliminate any foods. And I think what the best thing for you to do because you may not like a certain vegetable or you may not like a certain fruit yeah. the fruits and vegetables and leafy greens are pretty much the way to go and lean proteins with anything with pcos 
uh, with trying to lose weight, with just trying to have a healthy, balanced lifestyle and nutrition, you really want to include all these things. You don't want to eliminate anything. Now, unless you are like, you know, vegan or vegetarian, then mm -hmm. yeah, you may not have, you know, chicken, you may not have, you know, uh, you may not have steak, but you know, yeah, it's, I, I, mostly say like berries, you know, you do want to watch your sugar intake. Um, a lot of the, the sweet fruit, like peaches, plums, watermelon, like we love these things and we still, and they're still very healthy, but you still should eat them in moderation. Berries are better because they have less sugar, but also, you know, fruit is nature's candy. So <laughs> you can't go wrong with that, but you do still want to eat it in moderation because it is a natural sugar. Yep. I got it. So yeah, also uh, let's talk a bit about the exercise, which helps. So this is a misconception of exercise equals weight loss and is good for PCOS. Okay. Exercise is, exercise is important, but you know, a lot of women that have PCOS are morbidly obese and honestly, some of them can't exercise. Um, I teach a program that shows you how to do your nutrition, you know what I mean? Still have all the foods you love in moderation and lose weight with or without exercise. Exercise is great. I do it myself five to six days a week. However, exercise does not, <laughs> does not mean weight loss and does not cure polycystic ovarian syndrome. Your results are found in how you deal with stress and what you put into your body. Okay. Is there any type of diet or effective, you know, eating style, which is more effective with this condition? You know, as people talk about ketogenic diet and all. So, <laughs> okay. So, okay. We talked about like, you know, also like I wanted to say with like dealing with stress really fast because we know PCOS causes uh -huh. um, depression and sometimes mood swings. So exercise is great for that. I use it for that personally. Um, I do use it to make my body stronger and have mental clarity where that comes into play. And the question you're asking is what type of, what is it? Eating style or diet? Eating style. So I don't recommend keto personally because okay. keto was not ever meant to be a lifestyle. Okay. That, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't work. Obviously, yes, you lose weight with keto, but it was not meant to be done for a duration of time. What we're doing here is basically finding something that you can live with uh -huh. for the rest of your life. So going on like a crash diet or just a detox or whatever, which is great to do a detox, but you're not going to be detoxing for the rest of your life. Ooh. You know what I mean? So you need to find something that fits your lifestyle and that you can be committed and consistent to. It's falling in love with a health journey that is strictly, you know, tailored to your needs and to what your goals are. Is there a specific workout program specifically for PCOS? No, you, it, you have to find first off it's when it's coming to the weight, it's nutrition. Your results are found in your kitchen, not working out at the gym, not in working out in your living room. Cause I personally work out in my living room. The workouts are great and you need them. You need them for mental clarity. You need them for muscle strength. You know, uh, working out can fight off diseases. It keeps that muscle memory going. But as far as like losing weight and getting rid of symptoms, 
that's in the kitchen. That's not, that's not lifting weights. I mean, of course, building up muscle and everything is great. And that's why I do it. But that is not what is keeping me on the straight and narrow with being over my PCOS instead of it having control over me. It's all of what I put into my mouth and my mindset about how I feel about myself. Now I look in a mirror and I'm like, look at you, girl, you, you're doing it. Okay. <laughs> and instead of looking in a mirror, like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like that. Yeah, of course, there are some things about my body that I don't like. You know, I wish that looked better. However, at the same time, I'm like, look how far you've come. Look at what you're able to do now. So it's, it's a whole mindset switch on how you look at yourself, how you talk to yourself and what you're feeding into your body. Yep. So you mean, uh, you, uh, you know, nutrition should be kept in focus. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. Because like I said, even if you couldn't work out and you had weight to lose, uh-huh. guarantee you, I can help you get that weight off without you lifting one single weight, without you running, without you doing sit-ups, you know, push-ups, whatever, the weight can come off. Uh-huh. So did you ever try yoga for PCOS? So I don't use yoga for PCOS. I use yoga for mental clarity and to strengthen my body. (laughs) I think there's like, there's such a misconception um, between working out and, uh, and nutrition. Like you can do a whole program. You can pay a personal trainer to work you out. So you're like falling out on the floor. It's not going to cure your PCOS and it's not going to help you lose weight if your nutrition is not on point. So basically they say there is no cure for PCOS is what, what they say. Uh-huh. However, I believe that, you know, I personally believe that you can cure yourself in ways. Like you may not, you may still have PCOS, but you know how to keep the symptoms at bay from the lifestyle that you live. So does yoga cure it? No, but what yoga does is gives me flexibility in my body. It makes my body stronger. It makes me breathe easier. It makes me think clearer. So maybe I will make a more healthier decision when I decide to order takeout or go to the bodega across the street. Maybe I'll go ahead and get a salad versus picking up a bag of potato chips and a candy bar. Yeah. You said you had acne. How did you clear it all? Any steps? Oh my gosh, I tried so many things. (laughs) I tried, I tried uh, pills, I tried uh, prescription uh, cream on my face. Okay. I, I did proactive, I did aloe vera gel and it was like, oh my gosh, like I'm, I'm just a hot mess. Um, I noticed it started to clear up when I like limited my intake of uh, sugary sweets. Cause like I said, I was on a sugar hard. I would have sweets throughout the day. And I noticed it cleared up when I limit my alcohol. I noticed it flare up when I increase my alcohol and my sugary sweets. Okay. You didn't go for any treatments? No, no, I didn't. (laughs) I didn't get any professional, you know, like, you know, dark skin removal or anything like that uh, on my, on my body or anything like that. No. It's, it's, I'm telling you, it's really crazy when you think about it. It's so simple that uh, it's, it's really your nutrition. It, it affects you in so many ways oh, and people don't realize it. 
it really does. You know, like say you, you, you uh, injure yourself and you get put on a prescription. Uh-huh. And sometimes that prescription constipates you. Sometimes you have an allergic reaction. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes it drains you. You know, sometimes it causes you to break out in a rash. Yeah. And what did you do? All you did was ingest something. Uh-huh. It's the same thing when, when you eat a certain food. Like I used to love flaming Hot Cheetos. <laughs> I would down them. And I would even be so crazy to put hot sauce on top of my flaming Hot Cheetos, you know? Um, but when I ate them, I loved eating them and, you know, tasting it go down. But afterwards, my energy levels would drop. I would be constipated. And I didn't know why. And it was like, well, you just ate a whole, like a whole bag, not the little 25 cent bag. <laughs> a bag that's like, you know, almost 700 to 1,000 calories of, you know, processed fake cheese snack corn crap. <laughs> you know, and that's why I said people don't realize how important nutrition is. What we're putting into our bodies and what we're mentally feeding our brains when we're scrolling through social media and looking at things that really, you know, don't advance us but pull us back. It all it all comes together. But what we put in our our bodies is what we're going to get out. Mm-hmm. When they say you are what you eat, I never really realized that until I went on this journey. You really are what you eat. You eat like crap, you're gonna feel like crap and you probably will look like crap. And if you don't look like it on the outside, guarantee you're feeling like it on the inside. Did you ever have hair sutism as a symptom? What is it? Uh, the facial hair. Oh, do I have the facial hair? Yeah. Um, so I have these three hairs. Okay. <laughs> I have these three hairs that are like, you know how you have the chin and then you have like, you go back maybe about, I don't know, three fingers uh-huh. back and it's like right there at the, the middle of the neck. I, I guess it's around that time I get these these hairs that you can't really see unless okay. you were like right up on me. However, I didn't know I had those hairs. My ex-boyfriend pointed out those hairs to me. <laughs> and it's these three little hairs that I get and I pluck out with a tweezer <laughs> every month. <laughs> yeah, so I, I get that. I don't get the um, you know, the whole mustache or the the whole beard. Okay. And some women have really learned to embrace that. And that, you know, hats off to them because that is one thing owning what's happening to you. And, you know, if you want to do something about it, great. And if you don't, and you just want to embrace what's happening, you know, that's great too, because it, it takes a lot to just be you without worrying about what everybody else thinks about you. Uh-huh. How much did it, you know, how much time did it take you to lose weight? I evicted 85 pounds within like, I think it was 11 months. Okay. And honestly, it would have been sooner I just did not want to get with the program. I was still <laughs> dibbling and dabbling when, I, you know, it's like, do you want to be in weight loss mode or do you want to be half in, half out? You know, I was eating like I was in maintenance mode and I hadn't lost weight. <laughs> so when I decided I want to lose this weight, that's when the weight started coming off. It started melting off, but it took me about 11 months. Yeah. So you uh, exercise every single day? No, I exercise five to six days a week. Usually it's five days out of the week and I have two rest days um, periodically, depending on, you know, 
it just depends on how my week goes. If my body is telling me like, girl, you need to take a rest day. I take a rest day. And then if I just, you know, like for instance, have something to do that day and I'm not able to get it in, then that's another rest day. But for the most part, I exercise five days a week. Could you mention the exercises? Yeah, I do a, a number of different things. Um, right now I'm doing a bar program, which is like Pilates and ballet put together. And let me tell you, hats off to anybody that does any type of dance because it is like so hard. I have one week left of it. It was an eight week program. And um, it just, it concentrates on the little bitty muscles that we don't think about. You know, like when you're reaching up on the shelf to get something or you're hopping over a puddle and you don't think about those little bitty muscles that you use that help you do those things. Uh -huh. That's basically what bar is. But before bar, I was doing a boxing program. So <laughs> I just, you know, it just depends on what's going on, you know, what I'm doing. Um, I like, I love cardio and I love weightlifting. Uh, I didn't realize how much I liked weightlifting until I started lifting weights. I was afraid that I was going to get all bulky and everything. And it was completely opposite. It was more so just toning up, you know, after evicting 85 pounds, you have some loose skin and you can't really get rid of loose skin unless you're going to go under the knife. However, you can tone up as much as possible. And that's what I've been doing. And I'm pretty proud of myself. I've come a long way. <laughs> so yeah, I do a variety of different, different programs. Yeah. So you were a woman who was herself suffering from the condition. And now you've decided, you know, suddenly decided to help other women discover themselves through diet and exercise. So how did it really come about for you? You know, talk a little bit about that. And if you could also talk about that, how you coach people and how can other people who want to lose weight and who want to get rid of PCOS can reach you? How can they reach you? Um, they can contact me on Instagram at D to D's rant. So it's mm -hmm. the letter D, the number two, the letter D, yeah. and then R-A-N-T-S, D uh -huh. to D's rants. And they can also contact me on Facebook by the same um, or you can search for my name, Darlene Dues, D-U-E-S. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. yeah. And what was your, your other question of like the, you asked me something about the program and the, how the eating. How did really come about for you? And talk a bit about your program. You know, how do you coach? Okay. Yeah. So, you know what? So, okay. You mentioned earlier that I'm an actress. And so I saw advertisement, um, well, a casting call for an, a plus size dancer. Okay. And I was like, okay, I like to dance. I mean, like, I'm not the best dancer, but I like to dance, you know. <laughs> and so I was like, and I'm plus size, you know, like I said, I was about 250 pounds. And so I answered it. And I sent in this video of me dancing, whatever. And then I got a call back. I went to the call back and it was not easy. Let me tell you, I was coming down with a cold and I had to perform at this call back. So I did this routine at the call back and I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get it because I was really like holding on by a thread. I didn't realize how I was coming down with the code at this time. Well, I booked it. And when I booked it, I didn't realize that I had booked a program called UV2 for Beachbody. Okay. And I had heard of Beachbody and I was like, I don't like that name. Like, I don't have a Beachbody. Like, why they call it that? But I knew about Beachbody because I knew about Sean T, who I absolutely love. And he did programs for Beachbody. And so I was ecstatic. I was like, oh my gosh. So I'm on a program um, on Beachbody called UV2. 
And my trainer on that program is Leandro and he's very sweet. And that program to me was like the millennial version of Richard Simmons. And so Richard Simmons was like this huge, like weight loss, uh, cardio aerobic, you know, guru, um, very popular, like in the eighties and the nineties, he had like sweating to the oldies and stuff like that. Well, UV2 is like a millennial version of that. And everybody in the, you know, in the video is considered overweight or obese or morbidly obese. And so it was so cool to be working out with women that look like me, you know, cause when you <laughs> look at stuff on TV, they don't normally look like you, everybody in tip top shape and they doing it with ease. <laughs> and so it was, it was really cool to be around, you know, that type of group of people working out. And then that's how I got introduced to Beachbody and became a Beachbody coach. And then we started to have this wellness group and this wellness program. And I just went from there and he's like, I have to help everybody that I know. Like I have to help everyone that I know. Uh, because I knew a lot of people who struggled with their weight all their life, just like me. But that is how I got started. And that's so kind, Alan. Seriously, that's so kind. So also, the question I would ask you that what advice would you give to people who have PCOS and those who suspect something but are afraid to be diagnosed? So, I mean, when I got diagnosed, I felt like it was a death sentence. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I was like, what else can go wrong in my life? Like, I was in a toxic relationship that I had to get out of. Uh -huh. And then my, you know, my acting career was like not where it needed to be. And then I was gaining all this, this freaking weight and then got diagnosed with PCOS. And I was like, oh, so I'm doomed to be morbidly obese for the rest of my life. Great. You know, <laughs> I, I just felt at my rock bottom, but I'm here to tell you like, First off, PCOS isn't a death sentence. Uh -huh. You can, you know, get over the symptoms and take control over it without medication, but you do have to make the effort. Uh -huh. um, I would say if you think you have signs, and we've talked about these before, um, thinning hair on your head, you notice you're starting to thin in areas, um, you know, cystic acne that is, you know, very consistent, like every day you're breaking out in these pimples everywhere, uh, you know, weight gain, immediately weight gain, weight gain coming on out of nowhere. And you're like, what's, what's happening? Like, I'm not doing any different, you know, I'm gaining weight or I'm working out, but I'm gaining weight. What am I doing? You know, um, mood swings, feeling depressed, and, you know, your peers, maybe you're having them, maybe you're not having them. You don't know when you're ovulating. You have no idea what's going on with your body. All of these things are like, okay, those are signs. You know, those are clues that something is off. I would not be embarrassed. We are women. And I, honestly, PCOS is very popular. People are just not talking about it. Nine times out of 10, you probably know five to 10 other women that have it and don't even realize they have it. You know, um, if you're having, you know, more facial hair than normal, uh, these are all signs that I would just make an appointment and let them know you're going in for your, your checkup or your yearly, you know, got a college or exam, let them know what's going on. Just be upfront. Don't even wait for them to ask questions. This is why I made this appointment. This is why I'm here. I want to make sure that everything in my body is functioning the way it needs to function. Can you run all the tests? And then once you know what's going on with yourself, you know how to take control over it. You know, you know to do the steps, whether you look me up, whether you do research on your own, whatever, you know, you can do steps and you know that you can, you know, do it without medication or with medication. That decision is completely up to you because it is your body. So you choose how you want 
to handle it. But make sure you do the research on anything you're putting into your body um, so you you know, you know, the complications of it and the side effects of, you know, taking what can happen to you and what, you know, what cannot happen. Yeah, I think we have covered almost everything regarding PCOS. But yeah, in the interest of time, let's take a pause and take a few questions from a humongous list that I have received over a couple of days, you know, okay. who are suffering. Are you comfortable answering? Yes. Okay. Since the list was quite huge, so I've picked up some important questions. So here's the first one. You know, there are two terms, PCOS and PCOD. So could you uh, please expand a bit on the difference between the two? And also, which one is more dangerous? What was the other one? PCOD? PCOS and PCOD. Is that what you're saying? PCOD? PCOS and PCOD. Okay, so hold on. What is, can you tell me what PCOD is? Because I know there's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And then are you talking about, I don't know if you're talking about polycystic ovarian condition. I'm not, I'm not sure what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. So yeah, it's cool. Oh, piece, oh, polycystic ovarian diagnosis. Is that, I'm like, what are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's Is that what you're saying? Polycystic ovarian disease. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause one is a syndrome and one is a disease. So I don't know how to, let me try to put this in, in layman terms to make it very simple. Um, okay. So PCOS basically is when we are, when we are producing more of a, a hormone uh-huh. than a more higher level of a hormone than we should is, is usually like the male um, hormone. Uh, I believe it's called, you pronounce it androgen. And uh, that's when it causes the body to kind of go out of whack and your hormones are like all over the place and they become abnormal and you start producing, uh, your, your male hormone is higher. So that's why you're seeing women with facial hair where you would normally see that on a man, you're seeing that on a woman. Um, it also impacts like the, uh, the ovulation cycle. So that's why some people don't even know when they're ovulating and which, is, which makes it hard for them to um, conceive, but the, the, the PCOD is also an imbalance of hormones, uh-huh. um, but they say that they believe like it's more from genetics, you know? So like PCOS had a different, had a whole variety of ways that you can get it basically, okay. you know, the saying that you can get it from being insulin resistant. It, you can get it from hereditary as far and also as in your environment. You can get it because you were on birth control pills forever and a day and you're finally off, but your hormones are still all over the place. Um, you know, it, there was a, it was saying a lot of different ways that you can get, you know, PCOS. Maybe you have, like I said earlier, a thyroid condition or some other condition that's causing your hormones to act all out of order. And then once that's you know, once we figure out, oh, it's the thyroid, let's get that in check, then you don't even have, you know, PCOS symptoms anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but the PCOD, which is, like I said, an imbalance of hormones, um, it's it's more, they're from what they say, because I don't have PCOD, okay. but they are saying that genetics play a huge role in it. So, you know, 
but I was diagnosed with PCOS. And I did state earlier, like, yeah, my mom has PCOS and my sisters have PCOS. So I would, you know, if you were looking up the term, you would think, well, maybe that is PCOD. But then like all the symptoms that come with it, I no longer have. Like, I don't have the weight gain. I don't have, you know, the acne outbreaks that I was having. I don't have those mood swings anymore. And that's why, you know, I all, like I said before, yeah, I may have PCOS, but PCOS doesn't have me. So that's pretty much what I gather that the, the differences are, mm-hmm. you know, but I mean, you know, someone else may look at it differently, but that, that's what I gather the difference is. Yeah. Also, I would like to ask you if somebody has a thyroid condition, you know, does it make PCOS worse in any way? I believe you suffer. Well, I have a friend that has a thyroid condition and she also has PCOS. And I wonder, like, if she got the thyroid condition, like if they got that under wraps, you know, in check, Uh would she no longer have the PCOS? And I wonder that because she has both. But if they got that under wraps, she may not actually have that anymore. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that's, that's why it's just so, it's so strange. Cause it's like, they say there's no cure, mm-hmm. but I think that's like with a lot of different things, you know, like you might, you, you might have it, but it's almost like you may have something, but if you do the right things, then you, you won't make that something active. So you won't get the symptoms from it because you're eating right you are exercising, you have a healthy mindset, um, you're keeping yourself, you're, you know, in your, the environment that you can control, you're looking at things differently, but then you're not eating right. You don't exercise. You're around toxic people and now you're stressed out and that stress is triggering other things that would have been normally under wraps now are coming to the surface. So they say there's no cure, but I think there is a way that you can basically keep those symptoms in check to where they don't show up because you're doing the things in order for them not to. Yeah. So it's almost like, yeah, you can fail that class if you don't study, if you don't do the work, <laughs> but if you do the work <laughs> and you study, then you're going to pass it. Yeah. So it's like, do what you need to do to keep those things in order. And, you know, yeah, you may have it, but you're not suffering from it because you're doing everything you need to do to stay on top of it. So yeah, uh, also I would like to know, can you have PCOS and regular periods at the same time? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. I, I have a period every month like clockwork. Okay. So yeah, you can have PCOS and regular periods simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> okay. So this is, okay. Also talk a bit about insulin resistance, you know, also does it aggravate PCOS? So I think what that is, is that the body is producing more insulin and it is, doesn't know, it doesn't know what to do with it. It's producing more than what it should. And when your body does that, it aggravates your, your ovulation cycle. So it throws it off. So that's why, you know, a lot of women don't know um, when they're having these periods because they're, they're not ovulating because it's been thrown off by over the overproduction of insulin. Uh So yeah, it, it makes PCOS worse, right? I'm, I mean, <laughs> and, and, you know, for people that have issues with insulin, that, that is one of the, the ways that you get PCOS, okay. you know, that is one of the ways. So, yeah. So, yeah, I think we are done. So, yeah, thank you so much, Dalin, for like being here today. 
I really appreciate your presence and appreciate, you know, how you helped uh, us with everything I kind of asked. And thank you so much for your time. It was great having you in the show. Thank you so much again. So, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate being here and hopefully helping other women. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So yeah, as I always say that I'm looking to connect, if you have a story that may heal, help heal and inspire others, please connect to me at my email, lifehappensforrealpodcast at the rate of gmail.com. Thank you so much for tuning in.